are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Trey Jones entered his second season. How did he do? We're going to look back at his season and give him a grade. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Ken's 5 San Antonio. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Spurs your first listen each and every day. And this show is free and all the rest of the Locked On NBA shows across the network are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Yeah, Trey Jones finished out his second season with the San Antonio Spurs. And the guard played pretty well down the stretch when DeBrejante Murray was out. We'll be looking overall his season. How did he do? Areas for improvement and all. More importantly, the fun part is give him a grade. And then we'll go over some Spurs news and notes that you may have missed. Who is helping me today? He is the man, the myth, the legend. He is Rudy Campos with Sweep the League. Rudy, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. Thanks for having me, Jeff. I uh, I promised to grade on a uh, a very good scale for Trey Jones, unlike certain movies. I'm not going to get into that. And and of course, he's a dookie, man. Are you okay with that? I'm I'm a little terrified of this because I'm going to probably give him some praises, and that's terrifying me. Oh my god! I you know for those who don't know, Rudy is not the biggest fan of the Blue Devils, are you? <laughs> no, I am the uh, Tar Heel till I die. So. That's that's the hard part about all this. I was like, why are you calling me on Trey Jones for? What if I did it on purpose? <laughs> I said, I'm gonna get a read on this one. <laughs> hey, didn't you have didn't you ever speak with Kenny Anderson at one point though? I thought you did or something like that, or you had something like going on with him. Yeah, I kind of had a little back and forth with Kenny Anderson uh through DMs, and we're still mm-hmm. actually trying to schedule him to come on a podcast with us. So he's yeah. he's down for it. So that'll be fine. Cool. Cool. Well, Rudy will talk about uh, Sweep the League more later on the show, how you can check it out, what he has in store. Uh, he covers a lot more than just the silver and black on his show. But I, by the way, I'm pretty sure you're excited that the schedule, NFL schedule is out already, huh? Yes, I am. I'm, I'm excited to see who the Falcons are going to lose to and the Cowboys as well. I throw in a Cowboys shot here because, you know, a lot of the <laughs> listeners here are Cowboys fans. But, hey, you want to check out that, check out Lockdown Cowboys on the Lockdown NBA Network. Let's dive into it. Rudy, let's talk about uh, Trey Jones here. Um, not bad second season, all things considered. You know, he you know, d- he played 70 games this year, you know, as opposed to 37 last year in his rookie season. But now, before we get into some numbers, uh, your thoughts, um, you know, for his grade, what were your overall impressions of him in his sophomore season? What did you like? What didn't you like? Actually, I, I like that he capitalized on the great summer he had in summer league. And he brought it to the NBA, uh, you know, the varsity squad. What I didn't like was the fact that it seemed Pop was real reluctant to use him in the beginning because once Pop started giving him 30-plus minutes a game towards the end of the season, uh, you saw what Trey could do, and it was continuing what he did in the summer. I mean, his numbers jumped up increasingly. He proved that he can be a very viable backup point guard to DeJounte Murray. So – what I didn't like was Pop kind of using, but again, you had Derek White at the time, so we didn't really see his minutes go up until Derek was traded. Outside of that, what I really liked about Trey was that he solidified his spot as that backup point guard, and that's why it's kind of hard for me to give him praises because he's a Dukey, but he's a Spur now, so I have you know great praises for him. And more than anything, like I said, it's just I want him to continue to improve. Yeah, yeah. Look, let's go into some numbers now. He's mentioned he had a tremendous spike in um, game uh, played, you know, 37 rookie seven rookie season, excuse me, 70 last season started 11 games 
And that mainly was down the stretch when DeJounte Murray got, um, I think he got ill. He had that stomach virus that kept him out for a while. But in those, those 11 games, that's where he really looked like he was in command of the point guard spot. 16.6 16.6 points per game. I'm sorry, minutes uh, last season. I wish it was 16.6 points. But uh, <laughs> 17 minutes per game last year. Seven minutes last season in his rookie year. Saw a spike in points per game. He averaged six per game. As opposed to 2.5. Mm-hmm. Across the board, a lot of um, increases. You know, points production, six per game. Rebounds, 2.2. Assists, 3.3. Uh, in his rookie season, he never recorded a block with the Spurs. This last season, he recorded seven. Um, so you're just seeing little progress, little little incremental steps into the right direction. But there's still room for improvement. Uh, let's start off with the obvious, that three-point shot. It's a three, live by the three, die by the three kind of NBA. Oh, man, look, now, all things considered, he only took 53 shots. But I need that volume to go up more. His accuracy yeah. needs to fall. 21% from the three-line, uh, Rudy, not that good. No, it's not. But again, you know, being that Trey's just getting some run right now, that can improve. We've seen a ton of Spurs improve their three-point shooting, one being Keldon Johnson most recently. So once he gets more work with Chip and the coaching staff, I believe you're going to see that stat jump up increasingly. Yeah. And, and, and would you consider him more of an offensive player or more of a facilitator at the, at the position? 100% facilitator, and that's what I really love about being that I played point guard in high school. That's the way I was. I was a facilitator, and that's the kind of point guard that I'm glad Trey Jones is. I mean, you've got to have a guy that can command the team, be the captain of the team, make sure everybody's getting their shots, put guys in the right position. That's exactly what he does, and DeJounte is more of a scorer. I mean, he's more all around, but his he does have a scorer's mentality, so it's a really good transition for a guy like Trey Jones to come in and allow all of his teammates to get their buckets before he needs to actually take the game over. Yeah, let's look at uh, free throws now. He only attempted 1.3, made about a one a game. Again, I want him attacking more at the rim. I think if he mm-hmm. can get that going, maybe, dare I say, develop a Tony Parker teardrop. I think that'll be really good if he wants to become a more of an offensive threat next season, Rudy. Yeah, that would be a really good thing for him. I think he, he has the capability of getting to the basket. I think what it is is being that his uh, minutes increased, you have that little tendency not to screw up because we know how quick you can get into uh, Pop's doghouse. So I think next year we probably will see a more aggressive Trey Jones when he's in there, maybe calling his own number a few times, which I have no problems with. But getting to the basket, yeah, I agree with you 100%. He's got to get to the rim and get those fouls drawn. Is he a viable backup to DeJounte or do the Spurs still need help as, as looking for somebody to fill in when DeJounte's out, you look at Trey Jones, he's, he's undersized, you know, he's not a big guard. Um, Is that really an issue right now? Is Jones the backup point guard for the Spurs team? I wouldn't be upset if the Spurs make him the number one option as a backup point guard, but I really do feel they need to get another guard in there, uh, whether it be a point guard or possibly a two that can handle the point guard position. Let's be real. It's going to, it's a position that they need to fill. They need to have another backup in there that can run the point without Trey. Cause if you, I mean, DeJounte's injury history, and then he got sick a couple of times, we we can't say for certain that he's not going to be injured, and that's where I'm feeling like well, Trey can handle the starting duties, 
but he's not going to be that number one guy. So I really feel that they do need to explore the options of getting another point guard in there. He is uh, Rudy Campos. He is with Sweep the League. Uh, make sure, well, he'll definitely tell you more about his show later on the show. We're talking about Trey Jones and looking back at his uh, sophomore season and much, much more. I'll get into some Spurs news and notes in just a few minutes. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar, it's one of the best tasting protein bars you can have. You forget that it's actually a, a good for you, but it's, you know, because it tastes like a candy. Look, they have a new thing called the birthday cake puff, which is basically a marshmallow infused protein, protein bar. Uh, and uh, hey, most of them have only about 150 calories, 16 grams of protein. Uh, it's really, really good for you. It's coming out uh, soon. Make sure to go to built.com. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting my birthday cake puffs and I'll probably go through them very, very fast. I actually eat them as a snack because I forget they're actually a health bar. Rudy, I actually think they're, they're candy. They taste that good. <laughs> uh, as mentioned, just with 150 calories, 16 grams of protein and only nine grams of sugar, it's going to be a limited time flavor. It's an amazing option. If you're looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety in your day, all built puffs are covered in hundred percent real chocolate. That means that, that with built, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. They are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons and tons of health benefits. Go to built.com, get the birthday cake puff right now. We've got an offer for you. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. We're back with uh, Rudy Campos right here on Locked on Spurs as we're looking back at Trey Jones' sophomore season. And we're getting close to that point. We're going to start giving him a grade. But, hey, but thanks for making Locked on Spurs your first listen every day. Be sure to go check out the Locked on NBA Big Board. Host Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA draft, mock draft, player rankings, and, of course, big boards. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Rudy, I look at Trey Jones, and I say, you know, solid sophomore season, really, really good. Um, but, you know, we, we mentioned a little earlier on the, in the first segment saying, like, hey, you know, like, you wouldn't be mad if he's the, the backup PG. It yeah. sounds to me that you're still a little leery. Like you're you're kind of highlighting it right now, but you're kind of not not le- leery on him, but leery yeah. on that position. Is it because of his size? Is it because he's not an offensive-minded player? Because it looks, I mean, today's NBA, you need offense to win. Yeah, you definitely need offense to win. And you know, the size doesn't really bother me too much. I mean, I feel like you got what Patty Mills was six one, but mm-hmm. Patty offers a lot of a lot more offensive power than Trey does. And we don't really know. We haven't gotten a whole scoop of Trey yet. We just got him in the mm-hmm. sophomore season where he started to improve towards the end of the year. So we don't really have that whole, you know, like I said, scoop of Trey yet. Now, I feel like he can be a viable point guard, but I still feel they need to go out there and get him just in case he's not able to handle it. Right. Because like I said, if you've got a DeJounte Murray that gets injured for a, for a good amount of time, can he really handle the number one uh, point guard position? I don't think so. He's a viable backup, and that's kind of where I rank him right now, just as a backup. Kind of something to spell DeJounte or whoever it is at the point. Well, let's look at how uh, he did when DeJounte was out. 
Let's look at the last uh, few games for Trey Jones. Wasn't really bad at all. Rudy, let me give you some of these numbers here. April 3rd versus Portland, he dropped uh, 18.7 rebounds, 7 assists. Against Denver on April 5th, 14 points, 4 rebounds, 10 assists. Double-double right there. Followed it up April 7th against the Timberwolves with 14 points, 8 assists. Uh, at Go- well Versus Golden State on April 9th, 15 points, 7 assists. 12 points against Dallas on April 10th. And in the play-in game, uh, just 4 points and 1 assist, 2 rebounds. Uh, didn't really take that many threes, though. Again, going back to that, not a very big volume three shooter. Uh, the most he took in that span, four. He went two for four against Portland. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that that seems to be the biggest area that I'd like to see him improve upon. And you, but you're right though. Going back to that whole, you know, maybe you know size, you know, doesn't matter. You know, in the league, you mentioned uh, Patty Mills. Look at the Pelicans. I mean, Jose Alvarado. You know, yeah, not a big guy. You know, but really put it on and gave Phoenix a scare. I would love to see drones adopt a little bit of that from alvarado uh overall i like trey but i gotta ask you rudy would gm rudy Campos entertain the thought of trading him uh, as the rebuild uh that the spurs are doing right now and this rebuild you know would you use him as a trade chip a hundred percent i mean yeah. you any offer that comes on the table, I've always said you've got to look at it no matter who the player is. Every player should be on the trading block no matter if – I mean, I, I was criticized a long time ago when I suggested you should trade a, you know, Mono Ginobili and Tim Duncan if the right thing – if the right package is there. I mean, Oh, my God, that, Rudy, you went I know, there, and man. I'm saying that – I don't know. I went there because – it's like if you, it's so weird, man. If you get offered a monumental deal, I, it's like okay, you've got to listen to it. Do you trade? No, you're not going to trade a Tim Duncan, or you know even a Monte Ginobili. But you've got to take calls on them. You always have to take calls, no matter who the players are. So I think people realize that well, it's because of this guy. No, every player is offered on a trade, no matter who it is. Now. With Trey Jones, if you have an offer, hey, we can get you at the end of the first round for Trey and, you know, probably a McDermott and a Lonnie Walker, how do you not say consider that? I mean, you can get certain players at a certain point, but you're not necessarily going to say you're going to trade. If you're trying to better your team, you're trying to make a rebuild go quicker, you've got to make some hard, hard, hard moves at the time. So, yeah, if a team's calling, hey, we love Trey's game, he fits our system, what do you have to offer? We offer this. If it's going to benefit the San Antonio Spurs, you make yeah. the move. Hey, look at what Brian Wright did ahead of the trade deadline. You know, he was able to trade uh, Drew Eubanks and Thad Young for a first-round pick. Got a, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, got a, a second-round a, a second pick uh, for Bryn Forbes. So, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, there there is value. I, I think teams see some value in Trey Jones. Uh, his assist to turnover ratio is really, really good. I think he and his brother like have one of the best in, in the league. Uh, uh, the other Jones brother over there in Memphis. So, you know, he's a very smart player, high IQ, defensive minded. Uh, you know, that was that was the thing about him coming out of college was, you know, very defensive minded. And the Spurs, let's not forget, they found him in the second round. Well, it was the late second round, wasn't it? I mean, he was still sitting there. Pick 41. So, yeah. Yeah. So the Spurs were able to capitalize that. I like him, you know. Very calm. I love the way he is with the media. You know, he answers questions. He doesn't give, you know, kind of like the side eye or nothing like that. Very, very genuine. Got engaged or got engaged recently. Congratulations to him. You know, um, so everything's going great for him. 
And I think his third year is really what we're going to see what he's made of because, oh man, Rudy, I got to ask you this question. Do you think he's eking into what we consider the young nucleus? Is he there yet? You know, you think of the Spurs core, you think of DeJounte and Kelvin. Uh, hell, I throw Devin in, in there as well. Lonnie, he's kind of on the outs right now because we don't know what's going to happen to him. Yeah. But is he vile? Is is he that? Is he up to that level of importance to keeping him around? Because I don't think so. I think you're right. I think you, I think if a right deal comes in, if you need to sweeten the deal, why not add Trey Jones, Rudy? Yeah, I mean, I I think if you if you don't get any you know offers for Trey, I think he's one you want to keep around. I mean, he's a great locker room guy, as you said. He's great, yeah. uh, great player. He can get stuff done. I think with more minutes, as proven towards the end of the year. He can actually be a viable backup point guard. So he's one guy you want to keep around, but you don't want to keep like you don't want to just say, well, we don't want to lose Trey because this goes on the table. Like, no, you you kind of have to move on at a time. Yeah. That position can be filled pretty quick, whether it be through the draft or through free agency. So I'm not tied to him, and I don't know if there's any Spurs fans that are really tied to Trey Jones. I mean. Mm-hmm. You're doing a great job for us. You can do the same job somewhere else. But again, I, I don't have any problem with him staying in the in San Antonio as well either. Let me give you a few more stats, Rudy, before we give out the grade for Trey Jones here. This is how he closed out um, the month of April. So he played uh, seven games, started five of them. So there's your sample size, okay? Average yeah. 28.6 minutes per game. And again, in the month of April for the San Antonio Spurs, just had a tremendous jump. He went to 12.3 points per game, 3.7 rebounds. Listen to this, 6.9 assists in those seven Mm -hmm. games, 1.3 steals, turnovers, 0.7, and shot the ball 50%. Think about that, Rudy, before you give out your grade. Um, And uh, we give our grade uh, as far as summing up Trey Jones sophomore season. Hey, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You want to go to Bet Online right now. There you can find all the latest odds and news and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. The schedule's out already. If you're looking at that schedule and you're feeling lucky, you want to go to Bet Online. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website right now. You got a mobile device in your pocket, your cell phone, you got a laptop, your tablet, look, just use it. Go to Bet Online right now. Learn more about the trends in action. There's even odds whether or not Becky Hammond could possibly be the uh, the next Lakers head coach. Yeah, it's still ah. there. Go check it out at Bet Online. Bet Online, where the game starts. We're back with Rudy Campos. He is with Sweep the League, and it's 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 go time, Rudy. Are you ready? Now, I gave you those little nuggets yeah. at the end, okay, how he closed out sophomore season. What yeah. is the Rudy Campos Trey Jones season grade? Okay, so for the month of April, I would give him a B-plus just for that. But the overall like the grade. <laughs> well, you couch that. <laughs> yeah, no, just for the month of April, I'd give him that B plus because he approved tremendously. Overall grade, I'm at a C plus, man. Oh I mean, wow. a C plus for him. Wow. And 
Is that your Dookie bias kicking in right there? No, I I took off the uh, the Duke hater hat for this one because I knew I was going to be doing Trey Jones. But <laughs> I'm going to give you the stat here for March. Now, in March, he played 20 minutes a game, averaged only 5.8 points, uh, four assists. So, I mean, you're talking about 10 minutes less. And I think the competition that they played in March was probably not as great as it was in the month of April. Wow, so, my God. Yeah, I mean, you're looking Tough at, he played, they played against Houston. They played against New Orleans twice. Indiana, he only had, you know, nine points, even though he did have 12 assists. Um, I, I would say the C-plus because I would have loved to see that consistency from March to April to get into that B-plus, B area. So I give him the C-plus. I think he's on the right track. I love what he's doing with the San Antonio Spurs. Again, viable backup point guard. I just feel that he kicked it up a notch when DeJounte was out, which is what you want to see. But you're not going to be in that role. So I want to see more of what you do in the backup point guard. I didn't get a whole lot of it in March. I'm still saying the C-plus for the overall grade. Maybe it'll jump up to a B-plus. Who knows? Maybe he'll be an A at the end of next season. Oh, proud, man. God, Rudy. God, you, you, you'd, probably be, you'd probably be the Simon Cowell on uh, Americans Got Talent. I think that's who I, you are. I probably am, and I, I can actually cuss as much as he does, too, as well. <laughs> All right, my turn. Um, I'm not going to be as harsh as uh, Rudy is. When I say harsh, harsh is the wrong word. I think just tough, tough, tough. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with a B mi- uh, B minus. I like the way he closed out the season. Yes, I know the competition wasn't that great. But, you know, he took advantage of the minutes gained. He performed well, you know, kept the Spurs in games, uh, at least to make that push into the uh, play-in tournament. I like where his trajectory is going. I like, I like what I'm seeing out of Trey Jones. Uh, and just for to see him in that, that little sample size we saw in April, you know, just really maximize the time. Look, he had to maximize it. He wasn't getting a lot of burn. Uh, you know, throughout the season. He got burned, I said, but, I mean, it wasn't considerable. Then he got the considerable burn uh, to close out the season, and he made the most of it. Is there room for improvement? Of course. The three shots got to get better. I like to see him add a little bit more size to his frame, see him attack the rim more, but he is a great facilitator, a really good defender. Uh, I see nothing but uh, up for him. But, yeah, uh, giving him a B- Minus. What do you give Trey Jones for his sophomore season? You let Rudy know on Twitter at Sweep the League. And uh, yeah, it's time for us to get into some Spurs news and notes. Maybe the the news should be just how tough you are, Rudy. You're tough. <laughs> that it's should not be that there, bad. Man. I mean, he and the thing is, from you go from February, March to April. If you look at all the stats in those months, the inconsistency. He goes from eight points a game in February to five in April, March to yeah. almost 13 in April. So that's why my grade is where it is. The consistency needs to be there. And he had the same amount of minutes in February and March. So okay. it's okay. really consistency. Hey, that's your grade. That's your grade. All right. We respect your grade <laughs> here at Lockdown Spurs. Uh, let's look at some uh, news and notes. Spurs fans that you may have missed. Um, during this off season, start off with the uh, one of the cool things you'll get to see. Uh, you want to go to kensfi.com/spurs right now. Check out an Argentinian artist, and he created an incredible mural, a Mono Ginobili, with other NBA legends. Uh, he's um, his face is alongside of uh, Michael Jordan, uh, Kobe Bryant. I mean, some of the best of the round. Uh, really, murals are a big thing with Spurs fans. Uh, there's so many in San Antonio, aren't there? Really, I mean, just 
go to any side of town and they're there, right? Yeah, I don't know how you don't have one yet. Hey, Rudy, that's what if that's under under underway, and I haven't revealed that so. yet. <laughs> I want to have make sure. I want to make sure Rudy Campos is there with me though at, at my side in that mural. Let's do there. it. All let's right, do let's it. do it. Yeah. Hey, another Spurs news. Um, in the previous Locked On Spurs show, we asked uh, myself and Michael Jimenez, the San Antonio Sports Star, if the Spurs or the city of San Antonio should start construction of a new Spurs arena immediately. Uh, the that was posed because, hey, if the Spurs of the city wants to ensure the team is not leaving, leaving as the whole recent news has been, you know, riling up Spurs fans. They should do that. Rudy, what are your thoughts? Should San Antonio start construction of a new Spurs arena right now? I think the talks need to be happening, but immediately, no. You can't start this immediately. The thing is, is the good thing about City of San Antonio, Bear County, and the San Antonio Spurs is if you have a deal in place to start an arena sometime soon, like within you know three or four years, that'd be perfect. Remember, the Spurs got are tied to the AT&T until 2032. So you don't need the new arena built tomorrow or next year. You just need to get some deal in place to say, okay, finish out the lease. We can, you know, work on a new arena being built by then, all this stuff. There's no, there's no rush to have it started ASAP at all. So me, for one, I feel that the need for an arena is there. It needs to be a lot better than what we have, even though it's the AT&T Center is viable for now. But it, does, it doesn't need to be rushed at all. It just needs to be talked about to get under, you know, paperwork, get the paperwork started, and then figure out a date to when to start this. Because remember, you're going to be asking taxpayers to do stuff, and we just got a big old increase <laughs> on our property tax. And, so and you know what? Nobody's going to vote for it. And you know what, Rudy? I, I, I said in the last episode of Lockdown Spurs, I said, look, look how divided the Spurs fans were over you know, the whole Austin thing. And, oh, Spurs want to play more home games away from San Antonio. We've been through this before. Remember when the proposal to make a new arena to leave the Alamo Dome and it was going to be the yeah. SBC Center, how divided the community was? I mean, if you mm-hmm. really thought that, this little recent dust-up, you know, with the Austin games in Mexico and, you know, at t wait till that happens. You will definitely see a very, very heated community in San Antonio because, I mean, remember, what was it? The pitch? Oh, the Alamo Dome, you know, it's, it's multi-purpose, yeah. it's basketball, and then all of a sudden... We want a new arena, and uh, yeah, exactly. You're, you're, and that's the problem is that the Alamo Dome is supposed to bring in all this stuff, which it has brought in good stuff for the city mm-hmm. of San Antonio. Oh yeah, but but it's so it's really an eyesore in my opinion. I've been one of the guys that says you got to remodel this thing. You don't have to necessarily yeah. if you want to tear it down and rebuild it, fine. But it's got to be remodeled. Something has yeah. to be done for this. And I get so much feedback and so much negativity about it. It's not even funny, but. You know, all in all, this, the San, city of San Antonio has to figure something out um, yeah. because you've got to modernize this whole thing. Yeah. In other Spurs news, uh, Jock Landale recently did an interview with Australian outlet SEN, and he says that living the life of an NBA player is a dream world. Um, he says the restaurants they go to, you know, this and that, the perks of being an NBA player. He said that he's, he understands it is what it is but he wants to remain grounded. He understands that it doesn't, it won't, it'll likely go away one day. He also named Sixers Embiid as his toughest opponent, called him a freak of nature. And uh, look, I, I get it. You know, Jock, you know, a lot of, a lot of players uh, had issues with Embiid this season. 
But can you imagine living that NBA lifestyle, Rudy? That'd be awesome. Oh God, man! I mean, I, just for a I day, wish. I, I mean, it. you're you're pretty much the closest thing to the NBA lifestyle. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Let's not do that. Let's not go there. If you want to see all this and more, make sure to go to kinsfive.com/slash/spurs, and you want to hear the conversation about the Spurs starting well, the city of San Antonio constructing a new arena immediately for the Spurs. Uh, check out and subscribe to Locked On Spurs. It was the show before this one. Still there. Go check it out. Rudy, tell us everything we need to know about Sweep the League. Yeah, Sweep the League. Uh, we just got, like I said, done with NFL. We're gearing up for some NBA draft talk. We've got a lot of stuff going on. Plus, the relaunch of the podcast is coming, I would say, within a week or two. So it'll be a weekly thing, all of us together, just having fun, cracking jokes, and making fun of everything sports. There you go. Make sure to follow Rudy on Twitter at Sweep the League. Uh, subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes. We're now on YouTube. We thank you for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen every day. Now make your second Lockdown uh, NBA uh, choice be Lockdown NBA. From the first jump ball of the playing tournament to the last position of the finals, Lockdown experts make will take you into a deep dive inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. Rudy, we thank you for coming on Lockdown Spurs once again. Was it tough to um, talk about a dookie, though? It always is, man. It always is. All and right, thank well, God the Spurs haven't had many dookies. Your pain is over, buddy. Your pain is, is. over. <laughs> so I, can go, for, I can go take another shower now. Yeah, he goes, go take another shower now. So for Rudy Campos, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs.